in just shy of two years, the whole world is falling apart. And, and when you realize that all of these things are happening so that they can usher in the CBDCs and they need everybody to be poor, so they need everybody to lock down, they need everybody to be scared so that they're afraid to talk to their neighbors. They just want everybody to suffer in silence. We haven't okay. even started. Okay. Do you want to just stop that and start it again? Nope. Go ahead. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Why Bitcoin Podcast, the podcast where we question everything, but mainly, why Bitcoin? I'm your host. My name is Jeff. I'm joined here on this glorious new year with my co-host, Doug. Doug, how are you doing, friend? Welcome to the Thunderdome. I think you've used that one before. No, no. I just said it to you like five seconds ago, and I'm like, that's my intro line. And I might keep that one for a while, because that's kind of what I feel like is happening right now, Jeff, is we're starting to get to the Thunderdome part of the the, uh, the show. You know what I mean? I do. If we get smart and we actually start to learn stuff, and then we could have a segment and call it the Lightning Dome. And talk to people about lightning if we learned how lightning worked. That's not gonna happen though. Let's be and then you could say, Welcome to the lightning dome, and that would be a good segment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's kinda hot in that movie though, right? Am I not am I wrong on that? What movie is it? I'm the worst. Mad Max and the Thunderdome? You've never seen Mad Max and the Thunderdome? Okay. Mad Max like Australian or something? I went to go see Mad Max Fury Road in the theaters. No, no, shut up. And well, it came out. Is that what it was called? It came out a couple of year, like a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I fell asleep in yeah, the theater I, of. It didn't have uh, Mad Max. It didn't have Tina Turner. It didn't have Master Blaster. Come on. I don't know any of these characters. Oh, uh, I thought you were Australian. I, I'm like the opposite of Australian. Stand the right way up. Well, you're Canadian. Just that's just... basically Australian, right? <laughs> it's, it's it's sad how many <laughs> connections there are. It used to be funny. It's not funny anymore. I mean, you guys yeah. both still worship the queen or whatever, or think, right? You we do love the queen. Yeah. She is on. Yeah, she still is on those bills. Those and slave tokens like that we pass around. Goofy birds, and they got a bunch of goofy birds. Like you're basically the same country. We don't have any goofy birds. We have You've regular birds. Oh, a loon is a regular bird. Actually, yeah, that's true. Actually, I just I was just trying to make an uh, a wild connection for shock value. I'm trying to be shocking, you know. No, it's shocking. I'm, Loonies are yeah. shocking. Loonies are. Well, oh, yeah, man. I saw an article for the the first article I've seen for digital loonies incoming. So those are well, those exciting are... for you, then I guess. <laughs> terrifying absolutely terrifying but the the, like i mean we know they're coming it's just there was the article waiting here it is digital loonies everybody we know they're coming but the normies don't know yet the normies don't know you're right okay uh are, are you a normie are you listening to us for the very first time let me tell you something about being a normie. That's okay, because you listen to us enough, you'll stop being a normie, and you'll start to get into the no, and you give it, you get it in a real heartfelt kind of way. But let me ask, let me, let me just say something. This is not financial advice, okay? This is just two dudes talking. So even though you're a normie and you're just you're just new to Bitcoin, and that's okay, we all were at some point. Just understand, we're not telling you what to do with your money, except you should buy Bitcoin, which is totally not financial advice. 
that's just uh, a life coach advice that we're not, we're not life coaches either, (laughs) but uh, yeah. So there you go. Just two dudes talking, not financial advice. Next. Buy as much Bitcoin as you can before the end of the world. Okay. Hey, if this is your first time listening, you can find all our previous episodes at whybitcoinpodcast.com. Okay, Doug, we're here. Mm-hmm. In season three, the opening of season three. And ba, ba, ba. I, I think season one, uh, we could probably title it something along the lines of uh, concerned citizens try to figure out what's going on with their lives. That's what we were doing. Season two was uh, trying to explain what the world. And season three, we're just going to be unhinged crazies. Because Burn it down. Much. Burn it down. Burn it down. We're now in season three and I can't take it anymore. I can't take it. <laughs> and so if uh, if this is too wild for you, go back and listen to us trying to be nice on season one and two. But I'm sick of the world and I need to speak about it. Okay. And yeah, with that. Okay. So I want to, maybe this is somebody's first time listening. Um, this is season three, episode one. So I'll just tell you a little bit about myself, Doug. You can tell a little bit about yourself. Can after. we okay. stop one second before yeah. you get into that? Because this has been something I, I we took a two week break right for for the holidays, um, we did a Christmas show and a New Year's show, and then we took a week off. And I'm, we're not podcasters, right? You and I are both. I would I would consider us both like we are skilled. podcasters. Absolutely, that's what you would call us. <laughs> what would you call us? Part time podcasters. Podcasters. That's what we do. I would say no, we but, are podcasters. No, but we're we're skilled blue collar workers. Let's be honest, right? Like, no, this, yeah, that's what I was just, gonna say. This is a side gig for us, right? So one of the things I'm noticing is that all the other podcasters, like like Joe Rogan or uh, 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 Canadian Bitcoiners, like they all they're all just going with that number, right? Like Rogan is on like seventeen hundred and sixty two and. Uh, Joey just got to 42, which I'm jealous of because 42 is an awesome, that's my favorite number. So he actually gets to have an episode 42. We'll never have one at the what we can we're have doing. An episode 42 if you'd like. Well, I'm you just saying, are, this we one doing it, are we doing it wrong? So maybe that's a question to the listeners. Maybe it's to you. I'm not sure, but it's like, do you prefer having a season, you know, with 24 episodes or just like, just go like to the moon kind of a thing you know like i just well you know what i'm saying i do but i think that's why i think our first season is going to be very is and was very different from our second season and our third season will be even different or we have a lot of cool guests lined up for this season that uh we wouldn't have got in previous seasons or maybe i wouldn't have even been interested in in previous seasons so it's it's a new like, I think looking back, you can go back and I think they'll make sense together. I like it. You know, we wear different outfits for each season. So it's true. It's true. Right? This is very much a mauve season right now. Exactly. Yeah, we're going to go mauve and only. And we do have some other things actually lined up for this season, which may or may not come to pass. We still have to have a, a business meeting about it. But anyways, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do do your intro thingy. Okay, listeners. So yeah, like Doug said, I... Let me tell you what I'm not, okay? Because this this was my main problem. When I came into Bitcoin uh, uh, just over a year ago now, hey, um, I knew nothing about how money worked. I knew nothing about finance. I was not a good saver. I was very, 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 very broke, sad, depressed, um, confused about the world and how it worked. Uh, a construction worker, a contractor that just would go to work, come home, have a couple drinks, go to sleep, 
wake up, go to work, play with my kid. And that's it. That was my, my whole life. And it was uh, very, uh, although I love my son more than anything, of course, but when, when you, when you don't know how the money works or you don't know how to save and you can't look to the future with hope, you're just a very sad person. So uh, finding Bitcoin gave me hope in a future that would be better for not only myself, but for my son, for my whole family. And so that's something I try to share with as many people as I can. That's why I make the shows because I want to spread hope to people that feel hopeless in a world that's so destroyed by the current financial system, which again, I knew nothing about. And then I found that a lot of, um, through my year of researching Bitcoin that I've been in so far, a lot of the people I talked to have been people that already had uh, quote unquote net worths could talk about like, oh, well, you know, I, when I first found Bitcoin, I put 5% of my net worth in and I thought that was good. And then you, you talk to people, oh, well, I had a savings account and I had a financial advisor that would help me with my stocks. I didn't know. Sh- I didn't know anything about that. I didn't know, <laughs> you know, like I really didn't. And I think, I think still, I think uh, at this point in Bitcoin's life, it is still only attractive to those types of people that are uh, decent at managing money, have savings accounts, have um, stock portfolios, have net worth. So if you're listening to this and you're broke AF like I was, and you know nothing about money, just know that there is hope for you. Um, it's not as scary as it seems. That's the other thing, right? Like learning about money, it seems so scary. It seems so um, daunting. There's, it's like learning a whole new language when you hear all these words, bullish and bearish and, uh, I don't know, stock portfolio. And I don't know, whatever there's, there's a thousand words that I learned over the last year. And then, you know, quantitative easing, you, you think that sounds like something you'd never understand really. All it means is, uh, <laughs> money printer go burr. And then once you understand that, you can figure out a lot more about how the fiat system works. So, yeah, I'm just a worker guy. I still Why just go to work. It sounds like something they would give a constipated person. It would be nice. It would be you yeah, know, a little like bit of constipated. The doctor's like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you two pills to help you quantitatively ease. And that's that's what it sounds like. And you know what? My metaphor is not too far away from the actual truth of the matter. The financial system is constipated for sure. It is constipated. And they're definitely, definitely giving it a laxative. Yeah, so. diarrhea is flowing out of the Federal Reserve exactly. for sure. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess that kind of. Co- I just want to let people know that I don't know any. I didn't know anything about money. I'm not a stock. I I don't own stocks. I don't own bonds. I don't own uh, a car, chairs, <laughs> a desk. I don't own chair. I need some shelves. No, but just your standard savings, uh, standard financial advisor type person. That's not us. So. Uh, that's kind of the gif- d- different twist we put on a show like a Bitcoin show, where as more people you might listen to will have a lot more words that they say that you don't understand. Okay. I think that explains myself. Doug, did that explain mm. me? Uh, did that explain? Could you ever explain your the, the, the entity that is Jeff? Could it ever be explained it's like in, a, in, in a five minute little segment like that no i don't think so you're so much more than that you're complex jeff you're like a like an onion inside of an enigma inside of a a a tightly wrapped present inside of a question mark yeah 
Uh, yeah, no, I guess I guess that's kind of kind of both of our stories, really. I think I went a little bit different in terms of. Um, I think I I I didn't bother with money uh, either. I think that's definitely where our stories both began. Was this idea that money was this terrifying thing that we tried to do our best with, but mostly we kind of just hope would go away at some point. Like maybe if I make enough of this and give it to the right people, then everyone will leave me the hell alone about money and I can just live my life. Um, at least that's how I kind of was. <clears throat> but I think what Bitcoin has done for me in terms of my journey is it has really uh, just opened my eyes to the idea that what I need to start doing is if I don't understand something or if I don't, uh, yeah, I guess if I, if I don't understand something or if, if I've never really thought about something, Bitcoin has forced me to be the type of person that starts to analyze things more. Like I, I felt I was pretty analytical to begin with, but I never really applied it. You know, I'm pretty good. Uh, if I just sit down and I try to tackle a problem, I'm pretty good with it. But uh, Bitcoin has made me be much more proactive. So things that I always took for granted, you know, um, money itself, the superiority of the American experience or, you know, the military industrial complex or whatever, all of these things just kind of came as assumed. And now I'm at a point where it's like, like, okay, good example. I was actually talking with my pops about this before today. Um, one of my, you know, when I, before Bitcoin, you know, I was kind of like, I don't really care about drugs or whatever. And now, I mean, I still kind of don't, but at least I have a, a, like a more thoughtful idea behind what I care about, what I don't care about. So, uh, it's just one of those things where Bitcoin for me has sort of broadened my horizons because there was something so fundamental to existence called money. And I had no idea what it was or how it worked or how the people in charge ran it. And, and then Bitcoin comes along and you start to learn about it and you're like, wait, why isn't all money like this money? Why is this different? And then you start to question who was in charge of like, it, it just, you know, we, we call it a lot, a lot of Bitcoiners call it, you know, going down the rabbit hole. And for me, that's really where it started was why is, why is the money broken? I, this is something that I just took on faith for like 40 years that it, it works and it's fine. And, and, and that's the way it is. And then you, you start to go down these holes and you're like, this is not fine. These are not, this is not good. Look, what is happening? And, and, and then for me, it spiraled into everything. It spiraled into politics. It spiraled, spiraled into faith. It, it spiraled, it spiraled into everything, you know? And so for me, I think I'm, I'm probably a little more philosophical in terms of trying to apply this newfound pursuit of knowledge you know i think you've i think i could be wrong you can stomp on me if you want but i think uh you're a little more you're much more into the the money side of it like you listen to all the podcasts and you're you know you're doing all those things and i'm just kind of like i'm kind of done with the money part of it and now i'm trying to apply it to the rest of everything like self-sovereignty um you know the nature of man and and his interaction with himself and government and all that stuff so that's that's kind of where i come from on a lot of this stuff at this yeah, point i agree with you and i definitely do want to stomp on you i i uh i think i think when you find bitcoin you find it for 
the NGU tech. And then, yeah, I quickly realized that that didn't matter at all. And it's definitely put me on a path of uh, trying to understand life and why we are and what we can do and how we can be better and how humanity as a whole can just be a better a better experience than it has been in the world that's been controlled by fiat. So that that's what uh, excites me about a Bitcoin future. Definitely yeah. more than just uh, getting rich. Like I could. I yeah, could. I think, I think, yeah, I have to, I definitely have to echo that because like there are so many things I might not have done because of Bitcoin that I do now, not because they're financially sound or whatever. It's just, it's like, no, I want to take this moment and I want to enjoy this, whatever this is, you know? So it's like, whether it's, whether it's the cigar and the, the bourbon that I'm drinking, talking to my friend on the internet right now, or, uh, you know, enjoying my kids when they do stupid ass things or whatever it is. Like I find myself, uh, what's the word? Grateful. It's like there's an alarm that goes off in my head now, Jeff, where it's like, this is an important moment. You should stop whatever the hell you're doing and pay attention to it. I have that now, and I didn't have that before. Oh does that, 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 that feels so that good. Okay. To you? Roll back the tapes on season one, episode something. You asked me, what, do you, what would you be doing right now if you could be doing anything? And I told you I'd be recording a Bitcoin podcast with my friend Doug. And you said, no, that's crazy. Do you get that now? No, that's Do still crazy. Come on. I don't know how this is enjoyable for anyone. Let's be honest. <laughs> be grateful. Be grateful for what you're doing with all your life at the time you're doing it. Enjoy the present. Gosh. Yeah, no, no. That part, that part. I mean, I always tried to do that. I really did. But like I said, now it's sort of like there is an alarm that goes off in my head it's it's very odd because and i don't know if this is like through self-programming or just opening myself up i'm not sure what it is jeff but honestly like there are moments where i suddenly go you need to be recording this mentally you know like it's, it's like a pop-up timer goes off in my head and it could be this the silly like to, to some people it's just like uh this just just before we started recording as a matter of fact my wife came out uh, cause I had built a, I I've built this really cool new table. I'm very excited about it for working on leather and, uh, she want, you know, she wanted to see it. So she came out and, and we're talking and whatever, and she's about to go out and I'm like, yeah, I really got to report this, record this podcast. And I just noticed how beautiful her eyes were, you know, and for the record, she's never going to hear this. So it's not like I'm trying to win brownie points right now, but it's like, you know, I've, I've always thought she was beautiful and gorgeous, but just something about that exact moment. And the pop-up timer went off in my head and it was like, you need to take a mental picture of this. She's beautiful. Look at, look at this. She's just gorgeous. And that, that to me, like, I don't know. It's just, it's so much better now. Cause now I have that, you know, like I can incorporate that into my daily life where I'm constantly taking these little moments and and capturing them mentally and i'm not whipping out my phone to try to you know record something or whatever it's like no just be here now and enjoy it and try to capture it in your brain i don't know man that's dude that that feels so good yeah that uh, that same thing has happened to me i it happens for me more so when uh like that that was a beautiful moment for you for me it happens a lot more when i'm like angry <laughs> it kind of oh, really? the pop-up pop timer comes and it's like uh, would you what did, how did you call it a pop-up alarm 
Yeah, I feel yeah, that it's like as a well. Pop-up timer, you know. So like something will be bothering me, you know, the kids screaming or something's burning, or whatever it is, and you just you get angry, and then you just have to remember, you know what? Just take a second. This is not the worst thing in the world. There are many yeah. things that could go wrong. Let me just appreciate this moment when my three-year-old is running around like a maniac. And instead of being upset with him, just be like, okay, this is what three-year-olds do. And then remember to, you know, parent also. But just not get so, not, like, don't be so upset all the time, right? Like, when, when you have a high time preference, when you're not thinking about anything, then it's very easy to be angry because you're always on edge. And if you can kind of slow down your mind a little bit. Well, you're bit, always, you're always looking for that next, let's call it like a, a stepping stone, you know, like you're always looking for that next thing and you always miss the, the 16 steps that before that, you know what I mean? And then of course you've got kids or other people in your life and they distract you from that. So you're so focused on that next stepping stone, but you miss the entire step to it. You know, like, I, I, I don't know. I think that's a really good point. Like, don't get, well, don't get pissy, you know, with, with your three-year-old just because he's three, you know, like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot to get pissy with three-year-olds about. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. Well, this will, uh, this will, this will roll, <laughs> this will roll well into what you wanted to talk about, because I think a lot of that has to do with, uh, what's happening to our society as of late, where everybody's on a social media app all the time and, uh, just looking for dopamine hits, trying to be happy as often as possible and moving on to the next thing as quick as possible, uh, being on Twitter, checking your likes or checking whatever. And then you take that mentality you bring into the, the real world. And it's like, Oh, this moment is awful. I can't wait till I get to the next one. Oh, this is, this is bad. Or when something good happens, like your wife comes in and you see her eyes and instead of appreciating that, you're thinking, what's the next thing that's going to make me happy? So it's good to hear that um, you're enjoying the moment more. And do you think uh, do you think social media has had that effect on you at all? Or has because I know that you well, what did you do with Twitter? Tell me tell me what's happened with so, Twitter and how it's affected you. I think I should preface this with saying that, you know, I didn't grow up with social media and I think you pretty much did. Right. Well, it's weird. Okay. Oh, yeah. I guess that's something else we should say. So um, I'm in Canada and I'm, how old am I? 30. I yeah, I'm 30. And you are in the States and you are just so I people know. I am 45 know. tomorrow, as a matter okay. of fact. Hey, happy almost birthday. So we are uh, sort of similar, but also very different. It's such a weird age gap because, yeah. yeah so 15, 15 years is a lifetime when it comes to technology. You know what I mean? When it comes to, yeah, that's what I was going to say. When it comes to tech, it's weird because I had my first cell phone in what, maybe grade eight or grade nine. And you would oh have got <laughs> right? So what, yeah. I didn't have a cell phone until I was like, uh, after high school, I think. Yeah. I didn't get a cell phone until I was like 18 or 19. I want to say, but were you beepers. late to get one? I or had, is that... Yeah. I okay. had beepers. Did you have beepers? No. See, so. I never would have had a beeper. I think I remember like my, uh, yeah, my mom would have had one when I was, yeah, really young. So I like remember them being a thing, but I never had my own. That would be crazy. So wait, <laughs> quick, quick side note. When you were yeah. in high school, did you like, you have girlfriends that you guys would like beeper each other? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> no, now I, I like? actually, I actually used it for business cause I was, 
I had a, a construction business with my dad. Well, he had a business and I worked for him. But like that was that was the thing is that we had to be able to kind of get a hold of each other because we'd be working at different sites. Like that wasn't common, like especially at 16, 17, 18 years old. Not when I was growing up for um, I'll put it this way. The only people that had beepers when I was growing up was me and drug dealers. Like that was yeah. that was yeah. it. So okay. but like uh, <laughs> like the first cell phones that came out, you've probably seen old movies where they're like these bricks like they had like they they literally had like cases with straps on them that you could like carry right yeah my uh, friends my dad had actually my had, one had one of the first ones yeah 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 so like that's yeah your your friend's mom exactly like i grew up with that that was that was what i knew so okay i grew up in the i grew up in the era of like dial up internet you know which yeah. i don't think Maybe heard, you did. I heard the noises. Yeah, I heard the yeah. noises. Yeah, that was like you couldn't. You couldn't. Uh, you, God help it. If like if a cute girl was going to call you at seven, ooh, if anyone's on the internet, man, you were a terror. I'll tell you right now because it's like no, 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 no. Linda's going to or what was her name? Sarah. Sarah's going to call me. You better you better get off the internet right now. I don't care about your emails. Get off the internet. Sarah's going to call me. You know, like that Good was times. that's how I grew up, man. Okay, so, but here's the funny thing about social media, Twitter and Instagram, whatever else there is, Facebook. I think, I think it really doesn't, like it all, it hit everybody at the same time, whatever, wherever you in your life is, is what it was, but everybody got that same feeling. Maybe it was worse for, like, I don't even know, because... The kids got it first, right? I mean, kids were on Facebook first, but now you definitely see lots of moms or older well, the, people. The that... median age user for the face for a Facebook user is something like forty eight or something like that. It's yeah, ridiculous. These, so these people are on there. They're still they're still getting the same dopamine hits and anger out. It doesn't like age didn't really matter. So um, as much as yeah, like, I mean, it, it hurts kids more because they don't know better. But also, if you're an idiot adult, you don't know better either. You just think, ooh, this is a fun toy. I'm going to use this for the rest of my life and just stare at a screen. Um, so, yeah, so you decided to stop staring at the screen. So for, for New Year's, I decided I was going to take a break from Twitter. So from, I guess that would have been the Friday, right? For New Year's Eve was on a Friday. Mm-hmm. I think that was my last tweet. And then I stayed off for a week. And then I got back on, that would have been Friday night or Saturday, just two days ago. And I just, I just didn't like it. And like, I, so part of me recognizes that I do get a lot of my news from Twitter. Like that's pretty much my only news outlet. <clears throat> so I kind of made a compromise with myself where I took it off my phone and I had put it back on. And then I, what I found, and this is, this is an interesting tidbit. What I found was the first three days I was off, I kept reaching for my phone to try to look at Twitter and it wasn't on my phone. So I just have to put my phone away. When I put it back on the week later, I found myself doing it again. And I, I, Again, this kind of goes back to what I was just talking about, where I'm like, I'm trying to be much more thoughtful about things in general. And I've, I, and this sounds so stupid, honestly, like I should know this, I should be better than this, 
but I was really letting Twitter control my time way more than it has a right to, you know? Mm -hmm. And so what I've done now is I've taken it off my phone again. I'm done with that. Except for tonight when I had to message you, I put it back on for two seconds. And I'm going to take it off again. And then I'm only going to use it on, when I'm on the computer. And then as a caveat to that, I'm also trying to lessen my time on the computer entirely. Like I want to be out in the shop way more than I am currently. I don't, I, I want to be doing things, not just looking at stuff, you know, because, mm. because I want that. That's what I want. Like in my heart of hearts, when it comes right down to it, I don't, I, I want to be making things. I want to be like we just talked about. I want to be creating moments and enjoying them. And I don't, I don't, Twitter is this cesspool of negativity and you're constantly like like you said you, you're trying to like get the dopamine hits from the tweets and the likes and honestly there's the people i agree with i like their stuff and i like reading it and it does keep me informed and i don't argue with them and the people that i argue with i don't care about them so why am mm -hmm. i doing it like there's no you know what i mean like i i wish there was a a decent platform where I could just enjoy the people I enjoy and not deal with the stupid. Cause there's a ton of stupid on Twitter. I have blocked so many people and just tried to exclude myself from the stupid, but it always finds a way to creep in, man. And I have to say, I, I have felt uh, a little lighter in my soul as a result of just getting rid of twitter getting rid of social media i'll admit i've been i've been kind of diving into instagram a little more but there's there's not a lot of politics on instagram it's and mostly my instagram consists of leather workers metal workers woodworkers um cigar and pipe aficionados that's pretty much my instagram experience and i just you know like I'll like, you know, all right, whatever you're on the toilet, right? You got to scroll through something. So I'll scroll through Instagram. That's fine. <laughs> you know, it's not so funny though. Like it's not long ago that that wouldn't have been a thing, like not more than 10 years ago, but now you go to the toilet. And the idea of not having a phone is terrifying. Well, dude, it's you awful. can only read a shower bottle so many times. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I you can only read way. a shampoo or a conditioner bottle mm -hmm. so many times, and then you got to have something else to read. I'm just, just saying. Like not, I'm not trying to be crude. I'm just saying Instagram fills a void. It's useful for something, you know? I wonder if that's one of the reasons why on outhouses of old, they would cut the little moon shape so that you could stare out and look at the stars. That would be a nice thing to do. I think there actually is a reason for that. I heard, I heard a story about that once. I'd have to try to really dig into my memory to remember that. But there is something about the moon on an outhouse. And for the record, my grandparents had one of those. Nice. It, yeah. That was. I, yeah. We should I go back be, to that shit, dude. The, the, dude yeah, you said that well there. Yeah. Uh, it would be nice to go back to that shit where you can just. <laughs> I didn't sit, even think of it like that. Sit and stare <laughs> at the sky, man. Like, there's. When you, you. We build these houses now and the bathroom's stuck in the middle. We should just have the bathrooms on the outside so that you can have a window and you can look outside instead of staring at your phone. That's another excellent thing to do instead of looking at Twitter. Just look at the sky. It's so beautiful. Oh, hell yeah. That's what dude. I try and do a lot. Well, the, no, now wait. Now, the problem is, is most people, even people listening to us, they don't live in a place where you can see the sky, dude. I know. It's sad. You know, like, especially at night. 
what do you see? Nothing. You, there's just so, so much boring. light pollution, and I don't know, man. Like, maybe that's what season three is going to be: is us trying to like harken back to like the days of of like purity, you know, like before. I don't know, dude. Light pollution, noise pollution. Yeah, man. Uh, definitely, you should shit and stare outside. That would be great. Dig a hole in well, your backyard instead of sitting. at least once a day, from what I've heard. Like once a day <laughs> keeps you regular. It's good. You know what? This is this is poop coming up in our conversation on two separate occasions already in this episode. And that's weird. I think that's enough of that. It's a new season. It's a new season. <laughs> we do what we want. We're crazy. Well, we don't you don't never know what's gonna happen. It's unhinged, man. It's unhinged. You shit everywhere. Okay. <laughs> Why Bitcoin unhinged? <laughs> The, sh- the shitty season. Okay. The shitty season. <laughs> How did? It... Okay, so hmm. was that was that all your intro? That was a good intro. I mean, we we back and forth on my intro. So we that's back fine. and forth. Okay, so I want to now. I have a quick little heartwarming story. We like to open with a heartwarming story. Here we are at the opening, um, and maybe you'll have a similar. Maybe you'll have a similar experience soon. I had uh, my first. Hold on. Let me make sure this is my first. Yeah. I think my my first person messaged me and say like, okay, I'm thinking of uh, getting into the Bitcoin thing now that I met that I talked to like a year ago. So I I finally had somebody. So my friend, Steve. He's messaging me back uh, from where I used to live. And he's like, hey, man, how you doing? Hope everything's going well, blah, 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 blah. And so we're chatting. He's got a new project that he's doing that's similar to what we did. So he was asking me about that. I built a uh, Live Edge bar top bar. And it was pretty cool. So he's building another one, trying to figure it out. He's like, what do you think Wait, the wood Live cost? Edge? What does that mean? Uh, so what happens is you take a tree and then you just slice it straight ah, okay. down. And then okay. when you put the the slab of wood down it just looks like a piece of wood okay it's like minimally machined it's really cool it's uh pretty hype right now there's a lot if you search live edge table you're gonna see a thousand of them it's very popular niche right now so we made so we made one of those and he's like do you remember what the wood cost i was like dude one no i don't remember and two it's not gonna be the same as what it was come on like because he's trying to price it out right i was like i have no idea what it cost and also it's not gonna cost what it costed a year ago there's no way so definitely no insane right now it's crazy bro can i just can i just for a second can i just just, i'm looking at i'm looking at this new table i just built right it is cdx five eighths plywood one sheet okay it is nine two by fours untreated it is one two by six untreated and then it is two uh four by four treated okay two hundred dollars i wanted you to let me try and guess but yeah oh shit i should have i'm sorry you're right i'm i really should have I really should have, but yeah, plywood's like fifty bucks now for a sheet of like the shitty bucks a sheet, bro. What the hell <laughs> is it made of gold? Are all it's the really trees wild. dead? Am I buying the last of all the forest right now? Fifty dollars a sheet. That is highway robbery, sir. Highway what robbery. Happened? And what it's really not... sucks is I wanted to put a second shelf on it, like a like a a bottom, <clears throat> you know, a bottom to it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I put. You know, put tools on it and stuff like that. I can't afford that. I'm sorry. I'm not made of Bitcoin. That's ridiculous. 
Also, they don't take Bitcoin, so, you know, screw them. Yeah. Anyways, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, listen here, listener. Okay, what Doug just said, is this the last of the trees? No, it's not the last of the trees. In fact, the price of lumber hasn't really changed at all. What's happened in the last year and a half is that the value of the dollars that Doug is spending on these on these pieces of wood has devalued. So yeah, the, the price of lumber, the price of your sheet of plywood might look expensive, but what you actually have to do is shift your focus and realize that the pieces of paper that you're trading for them, the fiat slave tokens that you have, have actually just lost an immense amount of value. And that's, uh, that's a problem. And hey, that's why Bitcoin. Okay, see you next week. <laughs> Um, wow. But it did tie back to Bitcoin, so we got that going for us. That's absolutely, man. The, 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 I think that's the main thing people need to realize. It's just like people saying, oh, look, my house has gone up in value. It's uh, My house was $300,000 two years ago, and now it's $600,000. I'm rich. It's like, no, your house hasn't gone up in value. Your dollars are losing value exponentially faster than you can even imagine. You can see this in all sorts of countries, but to see it in the States and in Canada, it's very scary. Dude, I went to the grocery store, a standard issue block of cheese. I actually posted this picture to Twitter. Maybe you saw it. Maybe you didn't. Did you see it? Make a guess. No, I didn't see it. Regular thing of cheese. Okay. You picturing Uh, the regular cheese. I'm going to say it in US. Uh, How many ounces? I don't know. What's the regular one? It like looks like a rectangle. It's about an like inch an thick. Uh, it's usually like an eight ounce block is usually what they sell. Let me see. So half half a pound. I'm sorry. So I don't know what you guys call that in Canadian land, but it's a regular thing of cheese, man. Come on. Is it, is it like spreadable cheese or is it like cheddar? No, like like what? Bl- What's it called? Like, Black. do you have to slice it to put on sandwiches, or do you spread? Yeah, it? you slice it. You slice it. Okay, Marble you slice cheese, it. Right? Is it cheddar? Is it sharp cheddar? It was just regular. Listen, I come from Wisconsin, bro. This I would is, take our cheeses very seriously. Okay, Black Diamond. Have you heard of the Black Diamond Company? Black Diamond is uh, is Sam's Club, I think, isn't it? I don't know. In Canada, it's regular. If you Google Black Diamond Marble Cheddar, you will see. Okay, it's, so it's Marble Cheddar. There you go. That's a useful fact. They okay. were all the same, for the record. Very close in price. All of the same. 400 grams. Okay. What's 400 grams? <sighs> Uh, screw you and your listen i go by freedom units i don't have time so what do you want to know ounces yeah give me ounces this is what happens when you have a canadian and a american <laughs> try to make a podcast together and talk about eagle screech. and shit. Eagle screech remember okay. the eagle screech 400 grams is 14.1095848 ounces okay 14. so that's almost 14. a pound so that's actually a lot of cheese so I'm going to say that that's going to run you. Uh, now, let me ask you a question. Would you oh consider God. this like a high-end cheese? or You know what? Like I should have just told you what it was like you did the price no, no. of a lover. <laughs> I'm regretting this you decision. Remember you remember me. Is this a high-end like Gucci cheese or is this just it's like regular a regular ass cheese? All right. So I I'm went to the store to buy some regular ass cheese. Eight dollars. I went to the store to buy some regular ass cheese so I can make some grilled cheeses, stuff like that. And I, okay, you say eight dollars. Now, quick conversion again here, eight USD to Canadian. You are off. Guess you know By what? How it much? Was? Dude, what? it was freaking fifteen ninety nine for a thing of cheese. So sixteen Canadian. What is that in US? Uh, let's see here. 
So it's like 16 cad like 12 to USD. 1265, almost $13 for a regular ass thing of oh cheese. My God, for regular ass cheddar cheese. Regular ass cheese, man. I this was outrageous. I I'm talking it used to be like 8 bucks maybe would be expensive and then it doubled. Yeah, see, so, like $15, $15 a pound for us. And I again, I'm coming from Wisconsin, so maybe my numbers are a little skewed, but like $15 a pound is like really high end. Like you don't put this shit on 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 sandwiches, right? This is yeah, the yeah, no. $15 a pound cheese is the kind of cheese that you like you you cut it up into little chunks and like you serve you it with like a, a really good wine and yeah, charcuterie. I can't say that word. I can never say that word. I didn't know Char- what it was. Charcuterie. Charcuterie. Yeah, that fifteen dollars a pound. You better be getting some like it's just ugh, garbage. Yeah. It's just regular ass cheese. So again, it's not the cheese that got more expensive. It's all the the farmers have to pay more because the value of their dollars went down. So everything costs more. And this is inflation and that's why bitcoin okay see you guys next week yeah, man. <laughs> it's, uh, oh it's my God, just dude. brutal dude it's just crazy like uh Wood, it was the first time meat oh can i tell you total caveat i'm yep. very excited okay friday i'm getting a quarter of a cow it's getting i'm gonna go pick it up dude quarter of a cow i'm excited for you yeah i'm super excited do you know why because I'm tapping into the uh, to the local market, it's uh, it's locally grown, locally sourced, locally butchered. I got to talk to the the people selling it to me directly. I said, you know what? I when I when I get my steaks cut, I want them cut at an inch thick. Because you know what? I think inch and a quarter is too much, and three quarter of an inch is just not enough. You know what I mean? Imperial but, system is a beautiful system. An inch is such a good. <sighs> Wait, am I, I on the imperial system or are you on the imperial system you are imperial we're metric i like imperial that's right inches yeah. and feet and so uh, uh, so, so for all of our canadian slash australian listeners which by the way we do have quite a few australian listeners from what oh, I, you would hope so if you're australian I, I, and you I, don't have bitcoin you should be terrified with your life yeah I, if i recall correctly our top three countries are united states canada and australia I could I be wrong on that, but also Germany's in there. Actually, I wanted to do this. I kind of wanted to go through and thank all the countries listening because we have we're pretty international, dude. Honestly, like Bitcoin we have is global, like, baby. Yeah, we but like us, we're global, dude. Like we have like Lebanon. Uh, like there's like 15 countries that listen to us, so that's really cool. But for for our Australian uh, slash Canadian listeners, that's 2.54 centimeters. I remember that from high school. <laughs> Okay. okay, so I got my stakes cut at two point five four centimeters. The uh, Australian the Australian dollar is crashing harder than any. Is it really? Like, oh, it's really like Australian dollar is terrifying right now. No one it can was, do any business there. Like, how how could they? Uh, yeah, they're printing to oblivion. Yeah, they're uh, definitely they going to be. Are they printing a lot? I don't know. Of course, they're they're one of the. Um, case studies for how to usher in the new cbdc so they have to destroy their dollar and make everybody broke ass that's so, so sad dude it's, it's there so canada and yeah it's gonna be bad if you're in australia grab a hold of bitcoin as soon as possible also canada also this also anywhere in the world but 
Definitely Australia. Also, figure out how you can get a visa the hell out of there, dude. (laughs) Get your freaking kangaroo and hop on over to some other country. I don't know. Are they close enough to any other, like, kingdom or country that they could just swim? Is that a thing Have you ever Have you ever played Risk? Yeah. Yeah. You know what you want to do? You know what you want to do first in Risk? You want to take over Australia. Yeah. And then it makes it easier to take over the rest of the world because you can lock it down. So we're Are just you watching... literally equating the risk game to geopolitical politics? Yeah, that's what's happening right now. They're they're locking down yeah. Australia so that they can have easier control over the rest of the world because they just as you one can't does, get out. Obviously, obviously, so that's what happens. Okay, so you're buying your cows. Your your quarter inch. So yeah, I got a quarter of a cow. It's listen, kind of Doug. Pricey. You kind of. I had a segment for this, but that's fine. Okay, guys, this is. The Carnivore oh, Digest. Oh, the Carnivore Podcast. I'm sorry. No, no, dude, no, 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 no. I have a section. Ahead. A I section did, yeah. called a segment. And I was going to call it. I am going to call it. And you can make a stinger. The Carnivore Digest. Isn't that perfect? Yeah, it's good. Digest. I'm glad, I'm glad it's that a you quick... do the goofy voice. I hate doing stingers when you do the goofy voice. But I can do a stinger for that. <laughs> I was All looking right, for a good. So digest. Ready. It's good to digest because that's how food works. You digest your food. Oh, but then also digest. Andre. I got it. Digest also means a quick little segment that's easy to um, digest. swallow. Carnivore Digest. Okay, so carry on with your Carnivore Digest segment. No, I was just, I'm just excited because... Uh, Again, part of that whole like, uh, we're going to, we're going to be responsible for our own well-being. You know, like that whole we're going to think about everything aspect. And uh, I've never ordered a cow or a part of a cow before, and it it just felt so good. Like I'm going to get like 130, 170 pounds, depending on how it divvies up or whatever, of just good homegrown grass-fed yeah beef you know like that's exciting to me and 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 i'm gonna put it in my freezer and my family's gonna be taken care of for like the next three months dude no problem make it through winter or if i stretch it out so oh also also here's the fun part so i would never have done this if i wasn't on the carnivore diet but I'm talking because what they do is they send you a sheet and they're like, Hey, you know, tell us the specs that you want for your cuts, you know? So like, do you want, do you want this cut up or do you want it ground to ground beef? Do you, you know, what, what thickness of steaks, blah, 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 blah. And then, um, and, and then I'm talking to him. So I called him up and I'm talking to him. He's like, so do you want, uh, the heart, tongue or brains? And I was like, Hmm, I'm like, uh, I'm going to do the heart. And I'm definitely going to do the liver because that was another option. So I got the liver and I got the heart. And nice. then I, I skipped the tongue and the brains because I'm like, I'm not quite ready for that yet. I would have gone the heart Coming. as well. You can eat the oh, heart I raw, man. You got to eat oh. it like a, like a candy. Well, no, because I, I didn't kill it. Like, it's not like a, it's not like an Indian Plains thing where I have to like, eat I know, the but heart it's, good it's good for oh, you. It's good for you. It's absolutely good for you. And I knew that, you know, but I've been, I've been reading up on this carnivore diet thing. And I'm like, so I know that I need to have variation from the animal. So for those that are not familiar, okay, carnivore diet basically just says you eat anything from an animal only. You don't clutter your diet essentially with vegetables, bread, which is really going to sound crazy to somebody who just joined the podcast and who somebody who hasn't investigated it at all. And that's okay. Here's the thing. 
when you look at the pound per pound or what do you pound guys call it? Pound. I, you guys don't use pounds. So in Canada, we we go back and like <laughs> I've seen a chart once where you see like when you use Fahrenheit and when you use Celsius, and we we use both at odd times. Like if you're buying dirt, you're buying yards of dirt. If you're warming up a pool, you're putting it to a certain degrees Fahrenheit. If you're checking the temperature outside, though, you're using Celsius. If you're Are you serious, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we is it like strange. cheating on on the metric system? Yeah, like when you're warming your when you're warming your house. Oh no, we still use Celsius for warming the house. But if you're warming a pool, you use Fahrenheit. It's it's wacky. It's wacky. So okay. if you when you go to the grocery store and you're going to order ground beef, what do you order? Yeah, you can buy it by the pound. Okay, so pound for pound, when you look at energy consumption, okay, your body. Again, this is not financial and or medical advice. Just put that aside. But pound for pound uh, meat of any kind will produce more for your body than anything you can grow in the ground. Now, this is not to say me personally. This is my personal opinion. I think there's probably a good balance between the two because I know our ancestors ate both, right? Because, and we know this, because we have both molars, which would chew up and grind vegetable vegetable material, and we also have incisors and uh, and our front. Wait, which one's the wait, uh, canines? That's what it is. Canines, right? Which would tear meat, right? If you look at the if you look at the teeth of a ruminant, which is uh, any animal that just eats like grasses or something, they're just basically all molars. They don't really have a whole lot of. Um, canines they don't have incisors they just basically have grinding teeth right you look at humans it's a mixture of both so i know that at some point in our evolution we have both of those things in our diet so i'm okay with that but in terms of where we've been led by uh what do you want to say dude like what do you mean led by well, like in terms of in terms of our diet, like when you look at the like the the food pyramid, right? Yeah, man. The food pyramid problem. was designed by people in the military, the U.S. military, and they had to basically cram as much caloric value into as little space as possible. The problem with proteins and meats is that it goes bad quickly, and you can't have that in the military, right? You need to create something that has a long shelf life. And is very packed with pro er, uh, with caloric value, okay? Because you're having these guys go on long marches, and they're having to eat food that needs a lot of caloric value because they do these long marches and all that fun stuff. And you can't do that with meat; it goes bad. It doesn't have a long shelf life generally. Now it does these days because you can do things with dehydration and and jerkying and all that fun stuff. But when you look at the food pyramid, it was not designed with your best interests at heart. It was designed to basically supply a military with cheap, effective caloric value. That's kind of just how it is. Like, So I guess what I'm saying is, is the food pyramid, throw it's it poison. out. It's poison. Bread it, is poison. It's just, throw it out. 
Just throw it out. Does, no, because bread has been around forever. Maybe there is. Poison. I don't. I don't think it is. I think it's become poison. I think that the bread that we have today, with its uh, and and again, this goes right back to our new theme, which is we're welcome to the Thunderdome, baby. Just this is what we're doing now. If you look at bread from the olden times, what was it? Right, it was yeast. It was uh, it was some sort of grain, you know, and then a little bit of water. That was it. Maybe some salt, probably some salt. You know, you throw that in. There's salt and everything, yeah. You look at the bread today, you can't pronounce most of the things on the package. And honestly. it's a lot of sugar, man. Yeah, it's absolutely. Know? Well, but that's what grains are, essentially, right? Grains are, no, if you malt like grain, they, go into, they turn into sugar, and that's what the yeasts eat, right, to make bread. Um, I heard if, I heard somebody, yeah. I can't remember if it was on a TV show or somebody I knew, but they said they had come from England or I don't even know if it was England. It was somewhere. And then they came to the United States or North America and they tasted the bread and they're like, this bread is cake. Like it just tastes like cake, mm-hmm. just eating like regular mm-hmm. bread. And I'd never noticed it. And then I stopped eating bread for a while. And then you eat it and you're like, yeah, this is like, it's sweet. And it yeah, tastes no, like it cake, is. man. No, it's no. poison. Mass produced bread, like everything, anything mass produced is going to be the cheapest, dirtiest way to make it. That's the fact. But if you were to find clean grain, good yeast, and you were to find a decent malt product, essentially a sugar of some kind, you could make some very good clean bread. And I would eat that. That would be fine, right? I don't, I don't care. Sourdough bread is really good. Sourdough is amazing, but that has to do with the the yeasting process Fermation more than anything else. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, my point is, is that this carnivore diet, it sounds crazy, but the bottom line is this, what you need to be doing is you need to be reducing your carb intake. You need to be, and this is not medical advice. This is my personal experience. You need to reduce your carb intake and up your fats and protein intake. And let me tell you why I'm a fat guy. Okay. I am easily a hundred pounds overweight. Okay. Before I started, before I started doing carnivore, my ankles were, they were, let's see, what can I even give you as a point of reference? It's kind of like, um, a large tire, a large, like a big, no, not a tire, tire. but like, oh, you know, you know what a pony keg is? Do you know what a pony keg is? No. What? Okay. A pony keg is, is what a pony is. And I know what a keg is, but right. So, right. Well, if you don't know a pony keg, I'm going to talk to the more knowledgeable people in our audience. Okay. A pony keg is about, uh, is about a foot across or, uh, approximately, uh, what would that be? 30 centimeters across. Okay. It's about 30 centimeters across and it stands maybe about, uh, I don't know, about two foot high, whatever. Do the math on that one. I'm, I'm too lazy. All right. And, and it's just, it's just beer, but my ankles would get to about a half of that. Right. <laughs> Honestly, two kegs on your legs. No, I'm not even joking, dude. It's like funny. when, when I do, I could not see my ankle bones. Right. Yeah, that's not when good. I was when I was doing a not when I was just doing a regular American stupid fiat diet, I could not see my ankle bones. That's how fat my ankles were. Right. I do this keto thing or this or this carnivore thing. 
all of a sudden I have distinction again. I it's like and the swelling in my joints has gone down and I feel better and I feel, you know, like I'm not feeling amazing because I'm still super overweight and I need to lose a lot of it, but I can move around and my joints function and it's much better. So that's my personal experience. User, you know, user uh, value may, or user mileage may vary, whatever. But uh, so that's, that's the whole carnivore thing. That's, that's sure where we're coming right. from on all this. Yeah, you meat, know? steaks, and fruit was the meals of gods. And Bitcoin is the money of gods. So it feels good to... You, when you just eat steaks, man, it just makes you feel good. It's energy oh, from another life. And- like, I, I, I will never get tired of two things in my diet. Steaks and hot wings. I just <laughs> yeah, love your hot wings, eh? I love hot wings, dude. They're so good. Hot wings are oh good. my god! I I would slaughter a field of chickens for a plate of hot wings. I wouldn't even flinch. It's fine. Okay, that was a pretty long carnivore digest, but I just want to have add my little carnivore digest in here because I'm also trying to do the carnivore diet. And uh, yesterday I had a craving for Chinese food, and I got it. And today I feel like I am dying. So, so it's really bad, man. Like when you're just eating fiat junk all the time, you maybe you feel down or you feel weak or you feel tired and you don't know why. And then when you go on the carnivore diet for a week or two weeks or a month, you have energy. And then when you go back, you will, you will physically, I guarantee you, you will physically and mentally feel the drain in every part of your waking life. It's just like... Death. I will agree with that, but I will say this. Do you know what you need to do if you have a craving for Chinese? Make some hot you wings. You need to make your own. You need to yeah. make your own. I know. I was because thinking of doing the, that. The, the shit that they put in oh, it's poison. as a result of fiat, it's all garbage. But you can make some really good, you know, you can make some really good food at home. Yeah. And this is the this is the thing, like there are so many people that like they get on these diets or whatever, you know, and they're like, oh, I only eat meat or, and it's like, that's not the, the, the smartest thing I ever read about the carnivore diet is this idea that what you need to do is you need to live your life. You know, you know, once you, once you, especially once you start to do it, you'll know that eating mostly carnivore is the best thing for you. You'll feel better. Your ankles will not be as swollen. Your joints will feel better. All of that awake. stuff. You'll be more awake, you know. Your your cravings are so much more satisfied by just, you know, like I, I've been so I've been really bad these last couple of days, especially, right? Because I haven't been eating throughout the day and I'm super cranky and pissed off around five or six. And yeah. then I have a steak and I'm like, oh, I'm the nicest guy in the world again. I don't have to be an asshole. It's cool. It's like a it's drug, fine. man. <laughs> hey guys, sorry about that. Way. I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You know, I feel the same like, way. that's my whole thing. But, but so you have that as your baseline, but then you know what you want to go ahead and you want to have a, I love mozzarella sticks. Let's just say mozzarella sticks. Okay. Go ahead and and make them, just make them, you know, go ahead and and fry them up and make them and eat them. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, like it's about, again, it's about that low time preference decision that you get to make as a result of being educated. That's what the carnivore diet, that's what Bitcoin is about. That's what, that's what everything that we're going to talk about on this show is about. It's about enjoying your life as you take it. You decide this, the, the parameters that you're going to enjoy your life by. Yeah, so 
purposeful decision. It's like instead of exactly. just, I don't know what to do. I'm sad. I'm going to make mozzarella sticks as opposed to, man, you know, it would be really good right now. Some mozzarella sticks. These are going to be amazing and I'm going to enjoy it. And then I'm going to go back to what I usually do. Like there's, it's yeah. a completely yeah, different yeah. mindset when you, yeah. When you look to food to like make you happy or fill a void as it were, you're never going to enjoy it. Uh, and when you look at it as an experience, as it were, then you can enjoy. And as somebody who's enjoy a chef, I, I do feel that food is an experience. I think that food can tell a story. I think that food brings people together. I, th I think food is like the quintessential thing of life. You know what I mean? Like, like whole empires have, have risen and fallen over food. You know, like the idea that you can have like, the entire unity of a culture, right? Like look at the Jews. Passover is a meal that literally the Messiah Christ came through. You know what I mean? It's like it's all tied together. Food is super, super important. But what we've let happen, my friend Jeff from Canada, is that, and I'm not, I'm not talking to the the audience right now at all, even a little bit. That'd be weird. I wouldn't talk to them. What we've let happen is we have let corporatism, we have let uh industrialism steal that from us the meal every meal our family meals on a regular basis our meals of celebration we've let them steal that from us where suddenly uh, it's it's got to be catered you know whereas before you would have grandma in the kitchen you know for a big event you know, and she would, she would be cooking all day and she would bring in granddaughters and she would bring in their children and she would cook all day and they would cook all day in this big, beautiful meal. And now we cater it. And what do they do? They're going to make it as cheaply and as quickly as and efficiently as they can. And they're going to serve it up. You know, we, we used to have weddings that would be catered quote unquote by grandma. And now we don't have that anymore, you know, and she would use things like lard, which is one of the best things in the world, especially if you come from my, my field of vision where it's like lard is from an animal and it, it makes everything else taste delicious, you know, and, and vegetables from the garden and people used to take pride in their food. You know, some of, some of the, some of the best leaders in communities weren't the richest people necessarily they were the ones that could provide the best food and a lot of times that was tied to riches i'm not going to lie but it's like providing food and and look what happens at a meal right everybody has to eat it's the one common basic denominator kings and paupers and and everyone in between they all have to eat and so a king can sit at a, a table with a peasant and they can both eat food. And it's like food ties us all together. It is the one thing that everybody needs to have in equal proportions. And we have let that escape us as a culture, as a, as a Western culture, we have let food escape us. And as somebody who loves food and has learned a lot about food in my time, um, I think that's abhorrent. I hate that. You know, and so uh, we're probably going to talk a lot more about food in this third season because it's really sparked this freedom that we've had now in this third season. I, I see it now. I, I see so much now in terms of food and where and where it 
comes from, where it goes, what it means, that we have to talk a lot more about food, Jeff. We just did. Well, let me let me tell you this story of uh, a couple. Of so my boss married a woman from the Philippines, and her family stole oh my back God, there. their food. Their food. Oh my uh, God, so good. But she's from a little village wherever Philippines, right? Just probably has a small little farm somewhere. And there was major flooding that happened. So he was telling me that she was on the phone to them. She couldn't get a hold of them. She wasn't able to talk to her family for like a couple of weeks. And then luckily uh, yesterday, what was it? Yesterday? Yeah, yesterday he's like, oh, they finally got a hold of the family. Everybody's okay. But uh, one of the pigs was washed away in the flood. And what they do in the village is every family gets a piglet and then they raise it throughout the year. And then at the end of the year, they have a massive feast and they all eat these pigs. And so me hearing that, I'm like, that's a beautiful thing to do. That's enjoying life and making the best of your situation and living life the way you're supposed to. And then some of the guys on the crew are like, oh, well, I mean, the pig was just going to die anyways. It's like, that's what, what I'm a saying, weird, dude, what no a connection weird to food. It's, yeah, they, they don't yeah. understand how important no. that is to that family. And I bet you. And that's I bet been you every stolen. One those, every one of those guys on the crew, they all buy their meat under cellophane. Yeah, exactly. They've never... They've never bought, uh, you know, any meat that came in butcher paper. You know what it I mean? Was such a weird, it was such a weird reaction that I heard. I was like, that, that's what you take from that. You're not realizing how important this food is to the, this it's family so in this village. Right? And, and Think to about what the you just said. Together. The whole yeah. village, they raise, you know, a youngling pig to to share with everybody and and that's i mean think about that culturally like my family is raising this to feed your family your family is raising a pig to feed my family what a what an absolute uh unit unitizing that's not a word you unifying unifying thank you what an absolutely unifying thing for a, a culture like that to do for any culture to do, you know, Just, yeah, and that's... for somebody to have that attitude of like, oh, well, I was going to die anyways. Mm, I just Crazy. swore. You're the bad boy I of the just, episode. I just had bad to boy of the season. You got it. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy world we live in. You're that so, makes me so angry, dude. We're so, does. we're so spoiled in the West here and just being able to go to a grocery store and buy whatever you need. And uh, we can both see that that's going to come to a close at some point because it's just not sustainable. So yeah, being able to uh, buy a quarter of a cow or raise your own, uh, raise your own food or have your own garden is going to be, whether people want to believe it or not, it's going to become a very important thing to do because you're not going to be able to just go to the grocery store soon. I mean, well, all we've, you have we've to already look at, look at the grocery stores right now. Look at the grocery stores oh, man, right now. Dude. There's a there's a hashtag just going around. Um, yeah, uh, send a uh, picture of your grocery store showing signs of supply chain issues and whatever else. It's like yeah, it's being it's yeah. getting bad. So yeah, there's going to be a few a food issue. And uh, there's going to be a supply chain issue. There's going to listen, listen. Can we just? I have to. I have to do this right now. Listen, please, friends. If you are not stocking stuff yet, I'm begging you, as as your 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 brother on the interwebs. Okay, just when you go to the grocery store, and let's say you're going to buy. I don't know what what do people got. First thing you think of, Jeff? What do you what do you buy when you go to the grocery store? Milk. Buy block cheese, fifteen ninety nine. Block cheese. Okay, 
milk seven eight dollars i know dude it's so crazy even for us in wisconsin my a loaf of bread was i think do yourself a favor dear listener please start stocking a little bit just a little bit at a time right so like find a sale let's say it's uh spaghetti sauce okay whatever that's fine like let's say they have a sale and it's instead of a buck 50 it's only 75 cents a can just stock it just throw one into your cart just a little bit at a time that's all it takes right people are going to call you a prepper if you tell them you're doing this that's fine let them call you that okay start stocking now please it doesn't matter what it is it could be pasta it can be spaghetti sauce it can be meat if you got a deal on it it can be anything that you like to eat okay especially something in that's high caloric and value just start doing it just start now and put in your pantry and just have have a little shelf that's dedicated to sustaining you for a month that's what your goal is your goal is to have one month of food for you and your family that's all i'm asking if you can do that You'll feel better. You'll know it's on there and you just mentally, you will feel more secure, but don't live your life day to day. Stop doing that. It's not, it's not going to work because the powers that be, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know. They don't live the same way you do, right? They get government dollars and they don't have to worry about the price of gas. They don't have to worry about the price of whatever, concoction they tell their chef to make up your tax dollars pay for that they don't give a shit you know what i mean you have to worry about that and you need to worry about it today tomorrow when you go to the grocery store just buy one extra thing that's all i'm asking just one whether it's a pack of ramen noodles or an extra you know an extra thing of beef that you could throw into your freezer just get it put it in your freezer that's all i'm asking one you know, thing. you know why we needed to. Th- this is another way to s- separate the seasons. You can see season one, we're like learning about conspiracy theories or prepper mentalities, and thinking, well, "What are these guys like?" We're saying, "Oh, I'm going to strap on my tinfoil hat for this one." Season two, it's like, "Wait a second, maybe these people are onto something." <laughs> you know? Wait a second here. Let me let me see what's Dude, going on. I threw this guy's making a lot of sense. The fire a long time ago, man. And then season three, we're just unapologetically, yeah, we're full on conspiracy theorists and preppers, and not afraid to admit it. You should probably be too, because they're right, and the other people are actually the crazies. If you're not a crazy conspiracy theorist prepper, then you're nuts. So yeah, dude. I mean, for me, it's not even it's not even conspiracy theory at this point. I just feel better having done it. Like, I just want to impart what I know to be true nah, you're from crazy. my own personal experience. Do you think I'm nuts? Do you think, yeah, honestly? You, you, no, I don't think you're nuts, but I think it's nuts that people think you're nuts. I think it's crazy huh. that people think that the supply chain's never going to end, that the inflation can never get out of hand. People think that, you know, the world isn't controlled by a small group of people. People think that everything's just going to work out. Yeah, that that's a lot more crazy to me than that. Uh, the other idea so. well that's that's just a sign of people not paying attention that's all opinion. it is it's so frustrating yeah. right it's just here let me show you this article in this article oh you're crazy you're you look at you go i hate those and the thing so of it much. is is like you don't you don't have to it doesn't have to okay it doesn't have to be a global conspiracy or a global occurrence it could just be local like 
open your newspaper and look at like the local news, right? And or that won't really work for everybody, but you're going to find if you if you look for like local news, like somebody's had an earthquake, somebody's had a tornado, somebody's had a flood of some kind where supply lines got totally trashed and the power went out and suddenly this community where like it just happened for us in kansas no kentucky sorry kentucky they had a massive tornado that they hadn't seen anything the like of it for like a hundred years or whatever right it's a massive tornado and it wiped out towns whole towns just disappeared off the map you can see these horrible pictures absolutely soul crushing pictures of like entire downtown communities flattened you know that's all it could be it doesn't have to be the dollar collapses it doesn't have to be china invades it doesn't have to be whatever you know it just just could be something that happens to you you know to your community and suddenly it's not that it's not that you know you didn't get the covid vaccine so you you can't buy stuff here like they have it had like they have in new york it could just be everything in new york is flattened and there's nothing to buy you know just just put aside a month worth of food that's all i'm asking if you do that you are insulated a little bit not a lot i don't think it's enough personally but just take those first steps to just get one month in you know and i don't know man you just know. you really want people to take care of themselves i know i, I feel really you. do because it's so you easy feel like to... you're screaming at a void it's like why Maybe, i'm telling you i don't this. know man i just <laughs> it's so frustrating like i look i it look at my so shelves simple, right now it? my shelves are very full and i still don't feel adequately <clears throat> prepared i'm about to get like i said three months worth of actual meat and i still don't feel prepared you know and it's like here's the thing i can I can go to that reserve whenever I want, you know, and if, if, if I have to replenish it right now, I absolutely can. I don't have a problem with that. And, and that's great, but there will come a time through, through the actions of our governments. I mean, here's the other thing. If you're listening to us from a Western country, okay. And you have experienced nothing but essentially easy times for the entirety of your existence please understand this pause for dramatic effect you are not living in normal times the idea that you can always have fresh water easily accessible food power refrigeration and toilets those are an anomaly to the human experience look it up that's history the fact that we are living in the most prodigious times that have ever existed does not mean we are immune to the bad things happening to us i'm just saying yeah totalitarianism is coming hey okay that was a pretty good it doesn't even take totalitarianism dude let's just say let's just say one third of the u.s power grid goes down okay what like if you just take from like ohio to the east coast 
let's just say the power grid goes down for whatever reason. Okay. Could be an EMP, could be uh, a solar flare, could be anything, right? You have one third of the U S population. And I'm, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know Canada well enough. I can't speak to that. You can do that next, but like one third of the population could just be totally cut off from all the things that make it the Western civilization, right? If the power goes out, your wells won't pump, right? Your, your refrigeration won't happen. Your, your lights won't turn on, dude. Bad like, things happen. Yeah. Bad things happen. So what do you do then? Gotta take care of yourself. You, you have to, but you have to start now. You can't wait for it to happen. Cause by the time you wait for it to happen, everybody else is going to be in the exact same position as you. So, you know what, if we're, if we're tinfoil hat at this point, I don't even care. I really don't. Okay. So I, that's I what just... I want. That's what I wanted to say. Let's get into the question of the day. We're <laughs> a little deep into it, but I just want to talk about a few stories here that go with that, that uh, actually I have a quick little bone to pick with you, Doug. I need to come clean and say, okay, we took a week off of recording our hey, podcast. Yeah. And the most important thing about this podcast to me is like, releasing my stress from the world and like getting to speak it out and i actually had like a complete mental breakdown <laughs> where I like, what oh yeah i was freaking out there's too much and that's why i was like i need to say these four stories to the podcast because i can't take it anymore like i uh yeah i cried and i was sad and i was losing it and hyperventilating why didn't you message me you douche oh well, i have a family to help me through hard times <laughs> I'm your I, I, you know, I was going to message you, but I was like, nah, I can just use this for a podcast segment. Oh. <laughs> fine. I felt better after. Awesome. You know what's funny is I did eat and I made myself a steak. And then after I ate, I felt better. <laughs> you felt better after steak? <laughs> I, like dead serious. It's so bad. But okay. It was just all overwhelming. And there's just four quick points I want to hit on here. So we talked about how you can be... Uh, become very unstable very quickly. And uh, number one, I saw in the news, so we don't often go into news stories on this podcast, but I felt like these are just kind of important to Bitcoiners around the world or pre pre-coiners. Uh, in France, the, the prime minister or the president, I'm not sure if he's pre president and prime minister, he declared anybody that's unvaccinated and unperson and not a civilian, not a citizen, a non-citizen, uh, with his hand shaking and that's terrifying. So now if you're unvaccinated, no, no matter, I don't care where you stand, get it or not. It doesn't matter to me, but if you, wait, if you wait, don't wait, wait, stop, stop, stop. Did he really say this? Dude, this is or terrifying. Is this like no, you need to look last... this up and he's shaking his fists at the camera saying, we need to make them scared. We need to make them fearful of living in our country. They are no longer, um, this considered is Macron? Macron. Macron said this. Yeah. It's, scary oh i got one um yeah, you got it was one. bad so uh yeah you watch that and you leave that in because that's actually important that's fine. so it, it's very bad Wait, he uh, said that they were unpersons i don't know i think he said non-citizens i might have just wrote down unpersons but yeah, same thing right i mean that that's the unperson is well yeah i mean but that's yeah, what he's saying without a difference but jesus so seriously it, it was very scary to see that haven't the french been time. like 
they, they've been they've been revolting but like- it doesn't matter this is the thing okay this is the thing yeah, about yeah. all these protests i'm sick of anybody protesting it doesn't matter you can go walk on yeah. any street it's just like the it's just like the occupy wall street movement it didn't do shit there was a financial nope. crisis in 08 and everybody went to wall street to shake their fists at the guys in the tall towers guess what happened nothing happened the rich got richer and the poor got poorer and now um everybody's protesting on the streets well what's going to happen the free are going to get freer and the slaves are going to get slave here you you have one way to protest that's to remove your your uh financial wealth from the system that they control the fiat system so if you're in france sell your france dollars and buy bitcoin if you're in canada sell your canadian dollars and buy buy bitcoin if you're in the states sell your um us dollars and if you're in australia sell your australian dollars and hold it in bitcoin because the less that that government can control your money the less power that they have and that's your only way out there's no amount of stepping on you can have you could have they literally have okay so story number two kazakhstan just um cut the power and the internet to their people and uh some other covid related thing but they cut the internet out they shut everything down and within 24 hours their whole parliament buildings are on fire the the president has um fled the country there's no government there now the power is still off the internet shut down uh, kazakhstan was 20 percent of the hash rate in bitcoin so meaning uh i think it was tw- maybe it's 12 20 or 12 i can't remember but after the big china movement you'll have to go back and listen to previous episodes if you don't know any of this stuff but china held a bunch of the hash rate all those machines moved to uh, different places, Kazakhstan being one of the main ones, Kazakhstan trying to hold its people hostage, uh, shut down the internet. We watched the hash rate fall. Uh, those computers are no longer online. I think they're starting to come back online now. But you uh, think of the think about the regular, I don't know if it's Kazakhstanians or Kazakh. I, I'm not sure how you would name their people, but uh, the, the civilians of Kazakhstan a lot of them are out of the know. They don't know what's going on in the financial system. They don't know what's going on the glo- on the global stage. They don't know what's going on in the supply chains. They're just uh, a family at home eating dinner, and then the internet gets shut off, and the power gets shut off. And so us Americans, Canadians in the Western world, we say, well, it could never happen over here. Well, over there, I'm sure there was family saying, well, it would never happen here, and it did. So it's happening all over the place. Uh, yeah, Kazakhstan's a shit show right now. It's really scary. Um, uh, yeah, it's really bad. And then in Australia, uh, <laughs> just one story, good old Novak, uh, Djokovic is a tennis player that didn't say whether or not he, uh, got vaccinated, but they asked him for his vaccine status to play in, uh, the tournament. And he just said, no, I'm going to keep my medical history to myself, which is good. He's standing up for a just cause because he knows that this is how uh, <laughs> this is how bad things happen if they start asking for papers. So he's trying to stand up to that. And then they tried to give him a pass, but then they put him in holding and now he's getting detained. Uh, it's really bad what's going on in Australia. And they're trying to keep an eye on everybody. Uh, Australia. <laughs> I saw a video of a girl in New Zealand that... She's on TikTok and she's like, I got, I just got my blue wristband and I can go outside for my 15 minutes of exercise. There's people in the north of Australia that aren't allowed out even to exercise now. They're locking people up and you're not allowed outside at all. This has all happened like 
where are we, January? So in just shy of two years, the whole world is falling apart. And to think that nothing's happening or to, to shield your eyes from it and pretend everything's fine, you're just being ignorant and it's really frustrating. And when you've realized that all these things are happening so that they can usher in the CBDCs and the new um, monetary system since the old one is broken now, it it helps to make it all make sense. You can kind of realize, okay, well, they need everybody to be poor so that they can get everybody to sign on to this new system. They need everybody locked down so that they can get this system in place in a, in a just amount of time. <clears throat> they need everybody to be scared so that they're afraid to talk to their neighbors uh, so that they don't see what's going on. They don't want anybody saying, hey, why is cheese $15.99? Hey, why is milk $8? Uh, no, they just want everybody to suffer in silence and just be be happy that you you know putting your mask on and keeping everybody safe. You're a f-ing hero. Good for you. Uh, and then yeah, Justin in my country, Justin Trudeau, had a statement saying, you know, anybody that's an anti-vaxer at this point is a racist, misogynist, and uh, should we or should we not tolerate them anymore? These are all very, very, very um, concerning things coming from uh, a whole group of political leaders and to think that these people don't have uh more control than you think they do you you gotta start paying attention uh, is very bad so yeah all of that and then a few other things in my life were really stressing me out and i, I had a little bit of a mental breakdown so the one thing for sure is thank god for bitcoin because if it wasn't for there is literally i mean i guess i would probably be a gold bug i'm sure i would have a bunch of shiny gold rocks in my house at this point otherwise but uh it would have not been useful because the government can come and steal your gold and they've done that before one thing they can't do is steal your bitcoin that's why bitcoin is so important when you hold it it's unstealable i actually had a friend ask me well uh you know it's a standard bitcoin thing to say as well they they can just come and take your bitcoin i don't know why you don't think if they can do everything else they're not just going to shut down bitcoin and once you really understand that they cannot do that they can gouge your eyes out and rip off your fingernails but they can't they can't take your bitcoin so (sighs) uh yeah bad things happen when people are given power and you can take that power away by taking the money out of their hands. And it's not, and it's your, f- sorry, twice. Damn. I'm the bad boy of the episode now. Uh, it's your money. So <laughs> your only way to combat this system that's in place to rob you of all your wealth is to put your money in Bitcoin. That's the only way. And that's why Bitcoin is important and nothing else, man. So yeah, I don't know if you knew about any of those stories, but pretty wild stuff going no on I, in the i've world. seen some of them i've seen the i've seen i've seen some of them but i i will say this um i have come to a new ta- uh what's i have a new paradigm right in a my season life. three if you will a season three in my life and that is i don't care and I, I don't i hear what you're saying and these are all terrifying things, but in the, the day, I don't care. Mm. Uh, and here's why, because I have decided I'm going to live my life. Yeah. I don't care about their rules because they don't live by them anyways. I don't care about their warnings because they don't care about their own warnings. I've seen that. And I don't, I, I will not live my life in fear anymore. I, I, I literally messaged this to my, my wife and I, I'll, I'll tell the story. It's fine. 
I think. I think it's fine. Well, let, so me, let, me son, do, let me just say quickly. I also, I just want to like agree with you. I don't want to live in fear either. And that's right. not really why I had to break down. It's more just like when you realize how obvious it all is and then people just continue to not pay attention. And then you just realize all these people are going to be <clears throat> so dumbfounded and smacked upside the head when it all comes crashing down. Yeah. I don't care about other people either though. Like, yeah, that's I, good. I, that's good. That's very yeah. Good. I, 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 and when we started, our, like, if you listen to season two, you and I both talked about this, this conundrum we were in where we're trying to warn everybody and we're trying to worry about people, let them know. And, and I'm past it. I'm done. You don't care. care. Yeah. It's like, I yeah. tried, you know, I think that's yeah. the paradigm shift. It's like, I tried now I'm just going to speak my truth. Here's here's the world that I live in. I you can choose. So I know. I, I kind of want to take it back. I kind of want to take I it back. That phrase. Yeah. So speak the truth. The but... thing. I, I have been very blessed. And I mean that in both a spiritual and literal sense in, in the sense that my County that I live in, has just not participated in the chaos we have. And, and that's what it is. They are creating chaos for a reason, right? Here's what it is. Let me, let me break it down real simply for you. Okay. Cause we're getting to the end of the show and I won't take forever, but they have to create chaos in order for the common, the normies to clamor for government oversight. That's how they win. If everybody's saying, oh, it's so chaotic, we can't do this without government, please, government, come save us, then then they get to walk in unopposed. That's what they do. And that's that's historical. That's not that's not new to this timeline. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's not new to what we've experienced. They are going off of, just like just like Jeff and I are learning from history, they've learned from history too. And they have learned that the best way to gain power is to create a chaos that can only be solved by government. So for the record, if we're keeping score, government creates a chaos that only the government can fix so that the people call for more government. That's what they do. Okay. I am at the point where I don't care anymore. I don't. And I am, I am genuinely at a point where you can say whatever you want to say as a government official. I will determine if it's something that I need to worry about and if it's something my family needs to worry about. And if I don't, well, then you can go ahead and try to enforce that. That's the way it works. And if you want to enforce that and I disagree, we'll, we'll have words and maybe we'll have more than that. I don't know. But I'm done. I am done living my life in fear. I am done bending my knee to these people. I will not do it anymore. I may do it to the extent that it gets me past some nonsense that I can just go ahead and keep living my life. But I know what my lines are in the sand. And maybe Bitcoin is that denominator. Maybe that's the thing where I decide this is because of Bitcoin, I know where my lines are and I'm not going to cross them anymore, but I do know these things. And so things like Australia's lost as far as I'm concerned. Like I can't speak to Kazakhstan because I don't know enough about it, but Australia's done, right? They're, they're done. 
Like, like I'm just waiting for Australia to report the camps and the the showers at this point. Because the people just don't they care. They have the camps. They have the camps. They have people. In well, you know what I mean by camps. I mean, I mean camps with the intent of showers. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's going to happen in America. I think the. I. I really don't. They're already Maybe built in Canada, just... man. They. They. You can see pictures of them in Canada. They have. Well, sites. you guys have hotels. They're super nice hotels. You yeah, know, hotels like, are bad, yeah, good for you. Set up too, but. You know, I think at a certain point, uh, what people need to do is they need they need to just decide what's my line, what's my line in the sand, and they need to hold to that. Whatever it is, at whatever it costs, that's what needs to happen. Now, I can't speak to Australia and I can't speak to Canada, but I can speak to where I live. And I can speak to the American experience. And for us, uh, it's community by community. It really is. Because there are, the way we're designed as a nation, honestly, what it comes down to is the sheriffs, right? Sheriffs are a county by county basis. And... And I want to talk about this for one second. So I'm going to, I'm going to extend, I'm going to extend what I just said. I'm going to keep it brief. I might go a little longer. So I have a sheriff in my County that basically said, we're not doing this. We're not going to enforce these illegal mandates. We're not going to enforce your mask mandates, your, your whatever, right? Your medical mandates are not our issue. We are not a medical facility. We don't enforce medical mandates. We enforce the law. And in my state, there was no law written or passed. It was just a, uh, a decree, essentially, by the governor. And uh, my sheriff in my place said, we're not dealing with that. You want to enforce this? Go ahead. Fine. That's, but we're not doing it. So there was no mechanism for my governor to enforce his illegal mandates. Right. And as such, my children have never worn a mask. I have worn a mask twice voluntarily for dental work. That was it. And that was only because I was being respectful. Honestly, it had nothing to do with, uh, anything else. And, uh, my overall, my County, my, my little division of my state has been mask free, vaccine free, unless you wanted it, which is fine. If you want that. Okay. You want to do your research and decide that it's for you. Okay, good. We don't care. We, we don't live our lives in fear here. Like I was just at a meeting, uh, with hundred plus people, no one had a mask. You know, we don't, we don't live that way. Normal people don't live their, their life that way for the record. If you live in a place where everyone's wearing a mask, that's not normal. The human race has existed without masks for hundreds of thousands of years. And all of a sudden you think you need a mask. You, this is not the podcast for you anymore. Just, I'm sorry. It's not. So, um, we have all lived in the place that I live, um, relatively unaffected. 
you know? And so I, I, I really do count my blessings in that regard, in the sense that it has given me time. And, and I will say this, I, the house I have was, was gotten for reasons that are, uh, I probably wouldn't have chosen this house on my own, but I was making decisions for my young daughter at the time. Uh, I was in the middle of a bad divorce and I was trying to provide for the court that I was a good father and all these things. So I bought this house and it was not a, not a great house. Let's, let's be honest. And it's certainly not a great house for six people and two snakes and a dog and a cat. But I really do feel now, and again, Bitcoin gives us the opportunity to, to kind of like step back and look at the whole picture, you know, and I really do feel as a Christian that God understood what I was going to need in the future, 15 years in the future. And he put me in a place where my children are not jeopardized. My self-sovereignty is not jeopardized. And I would still be able to maintain the rent and the mortgage and the water bills and all that fun stuff. So that's a kind of an aside. But my point is, is I feel like I was, I've been put into a place where I have had time to formulate an opinion. And my opinion is this. If anybody requires you to do anything, they best be giving you something in compensation. That's just how life works. If they're requiring you to do the things you have already been doing, go to work, go to the movies, enjoy a concert, whatever it is, they're not offering you anything. And I'm done with that game. I'm just done. I will live my life the best way I see fit as a free human being and everyone else can pound sand. I'm done with it. And if that means violence, okay, that means violence. But I am not, I am not advocating for violence. I am not, I don't want violence, but I will live my life the best way I see fit. And if that means buying meat or toilet paper, as the case may be, whatever it is, I will live my life on my own terms from here on out. I'm done. I am done with fear. I am done with being scared. I am done with being scared for my children or my wife. I will live my life from here on out. And I think everybody should do that. That's my personal opinion. I think this pandemic would end if it ever was a pandemic. I think it would end tomorrow if everybody just said, I'm done with being scared. That's my opinion. So... Macron can say what he wants to say. Justin can say what he, Joe can say what they want to say. I don't give a shit. I'm done being scared. I'm going to live my life, do what I need to do, and everyone else can fuck right off. No, oh, come on. No, you tied right. it up. You tied it up, I think. Yep. Three to two yep. or two to two. Yeah, man, that uh, was a yeah. pretty good. Uh, okay, that was a good re-intro for season three. Now people kind of know where we stand, I guess, on that as well. If this is your first episode, <laughs> right? It's kind of just in case. You're and I wondering. say that from a place of love, Jeff. I really do. Like it sounded angry when I was saying no, it's it. Not angry, but this but is you know what? I love you. I love 
my children. I love my wife. I love, I love a bunch of people in my community. I know them personally and I love them. And I love freedom more than anything else. And to tie it all back to Bitcoin, Bitcoin is freedom. It's freedom. You know? It gives you that ability to be, just be like, yeah, I'm done with all this bullshit. Because at the end of the day, you're, you're tied. You Okay, a couple things I want to say here. Why Bitcoin fixes this is that when you're looking at the system and you're looking at the rules and you're looking at the laws, uh, it all is held together by the fiat system, the money that they control. So you are forced to follow their rules. I mean, regardless of how ridiculous they are, it is in a simple state. It's like, well, you have to have a driver's license to drive a car and you have to pay a hundred dollars every year to keep that license on the road. It's like, you don't have a choice and you, you don't really think about it when you're on a fiat standard. You just realize, okay, well, I mean, I guess it keeps us all safe. But then when you start thinking about real freedom and real holding your, your freedom money or Bitcoin, uh, when you hold your stats, you say, yeah, I'm, this is, this is my money. Nobody controls it. You, you didn't give it to me. This is my money by the people for the people. And I'm not going to give it away for stupid reasons. I know how to drive a car. So no government, I'm not going to give you a hundred dollars so that I can drive my car. Like screw off. That's, that's what I'm looking forward to in a Bitcoin world where, well, yeah, you know, like yeah, absolutely, just yeah. absolute, absolute highway robbery. You know what else? How long are we going? Okay. One more little thing that I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, how did this go? Okay. Well, one thing I want to say is that you said like, you don't care anymore. And I think a lot of people could, and I initially interpreted it one way and then I realized it was a different thing. There's a much bigger difference between not caring back anymore. Up, back up the mic, dude. Back oh, up the mic. Sorry. Yeah, there's a yeah. big, there's a bigger difference between not caring and then just staying ignorant, right? Like just ignoring. So by right. you, by you not caring, you're saying, okay, I see what's happening. I see what's going on. I'm choosing not to partake in this stupid game that they're playing. But the dangerous thing to do and what the vast majority of people do is not care in the sense of um, they distract themselves with other other things, yes. whatever it is. Right. And then they say, well, yep. I don't care. It doesn't, it doesn't affect me. And when you're that person, when you're not paying attention to what's going on around you, that's when it creeps in and all of a sudden you're the, the victim. What you're saying is I'm not going to be a victim of this situation. I'm aware of what's going on and I'm choosing not to, uh, pay attention to it whereas there's other people that are sitting there saying oh i'm sure nothing can happen here look at me i'm on the beach in australia and i love my country and then next thing they turn around and there's there's camps everywhere saying hey you're not allowed to be here anymore and they're beating you down because you're not you're not doing what they told you to do so uh yeah big difference between not caring or remaining ignorant so i would definitely say at least pay attention to what's going on and then choose your reaction. You're just choosing your reaction. Well, yeah, saying, I, I think, I'm not going to be, I'm me, not going to be upset and I'm not going to be scared. Right. And I yes, think that's yes, yes. For me, when I say I don't care, like I, I, and this is part of my decision not to be on Twitter anymore. You know, is it's this idea of like, everything is a shock value. Everything is this, this, uh, uh, outrage that you're mm-hmm. supposed to be engaged in. And I just, I'm not interested in that anymore. I just, I'm not interested in, in whatever comes out of the white house or whatever, what presidential palace you guys have in Canada. Like, I just, I just don't, I don't care. You can say whatever you want, you know, as a, as a, some sort of dictator essentially, but I don't, I, I'm just not gonna, I just don't care. 
Yeah. You know, I'm just going to do what I got to do. And, and y'all can, you kind of decide, you know, that that's whatever it's illegal or it's, you know, public enemy number one. So be it that I'll be that guy. I don't, but what I know is I'm a lot happier now. Yeah. I genuinely, like I sounded super angry when I was making that little speech right now. I'm genuinely so much happier in my life by just not giving a shit about what the powers that be say. Mm -hmm. And I think that is really the control. The real control that they have is making you miserable, making you afraid, making you terrified, making you feel like you're sick. We have people, Jeff, that are literally standing hours in line I know to take know. a test to see if they're sick. Like, how do you not know that you're sick? You either are or you aren't. Like, yeah. if you have to take a test to decide if you're sick, let me just give you the clue on this one. You're not f sick. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know. One. Now we're even. I felt bad. We have to be okay. even. So you're not sick if you have to take a test to find out if you're sick. You're just not. Just so brain dead. that's all it is. Probably maybe it dead. is, maybe, but but that's their power, man. That's their power, and they've they've wielded this through the the monetary system. They've wielded this through uh, the media system. They've wielded it through the military system. And I'm at a point where I'm just done with all of it, man. Like you want to you want to bring all that down? Like I don't have media in my house. We don't have a TV. It's not hooked up. We have no cable. You, you can't get me get at me like that. You can't get at me with, with the virus. I don't care. I've already had it. I've, I've literally already had it. So I'm good. I'm good. I'm done. You know, if you want to come down militarily on me, all right, that's a different story. We have to deal with that as it comes. But otherwise, I don't give a crap. I'm done. I'm done listening to this nonsense. I'm done listening to the fear and the panic. I just want to live my life. And I want to live my, my children live their life. And I'm done with everything else. Just just go away go away you're nothing to me you are you're a ghost in the shell i don't care go away i'm done with you you're nothing to me it's good yeah it feels good to hold bitcoin and not care about anything else it's just like and i do and i have that and i know that's going up forever laura so you know in in 10 15 years from now i don't have to worry about you at all but see, I yeah the, it's not i'll buy there. you in 15 years from now See that that's my other thing. It's like when you said it's about the money. It's like I saw actually somebody say something. It's like there's people that are people that are in crypto in it for the money, and then they put like lowercase the money, and then Bitcoin maximalists are in it for the money, like and with capital T and capital M. And I was like, ooh, that's good. Write it out, and then you'll see what I mean. Maybe it's hard to explain. Yep. No, but I, that, that's I what see. it is. And it's like when you take the money out of the the controller's hands then you can have that option to say yeah screw this i'm i'm out of this system so it feels good man uh we could probably talk longer but i think it's time to get to everybody's favorite part of the program why bitcoin presents your weekly price check that's right ladies and gentlemen it uh it's a new season so we gotta start over again are you gonna use uh, the same Jeff, stinger did you did the stinger I, already I have, play? I absolutely the stinger was totally in there, dude. Okay, we got it in there. Okay. So let's let's reset the rules. Okay, so maybe we'll up it this season. And I have a joke here. <laughs> maybe we'll up it to fifty thousand sats. What do you think? Do you get it? It's a joke because it's less, but 
probably going to be more. That's my joke. I don't know, man. Okay, hey, if this is your <laughs> if this is your first time listening, the Why Bitcoin podcast hosts uh, make a geez, I'm why do I butcher this every time? If this is your first time listening, Doug and I make a guess for what the price of a single Bitcoin is going to be the following uh, recording of the podcast. The person that guesses closer to the actual retail price of one Bitcoin gets a point. At the end of the season, we tally up who has the most points, and the winner with the most points will receive a pot of... Last season, it was 110,000 sats. So yeah, this season, maybe we'll do 50,000 sats. Oh, yeah? Is that what you want to do, buddy? Okay. I mean, that's more. It's going to be more. Yeah, right? it's so much more than... Yeah, okay. It could potentially be more, though. That's the funny mm-hmm. thing. That's what's weird. Uh, last season, Doug won, so I owe him that pot. We were going to do it live on the show, but you didn't send me that wallet address yet, so we'll do it. Just Maybe we'll do it live when, when they can see us. That okay, the live. Live, live. Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, if we have a guest on the on the show, we will add... 5,000 sats to the pot. We'll if, keep it at that. if they win. If they win, that's right, yes. If they beat us out, if they get the price right, uh, then they then they tack on another 5,000. Not not personally, like it just gets no, added to the Added to the pot. And we had two added guests beat us last season, and we have a lot of cool guests lined up for this season, so stay tuned for that. Uh, okay, with that said, I hope I set all the rules right. I don't know. I, I should just write right, that so, out. So we don't have to review last last. So no, we, we just have to guess. put our guesses, guesses in. Okay. Guesses so in. just for point of reference, I guess, I currently have Bitcoin at 42,207. Mm-hmm. And what season? Um, this must be season one, right? Are we in season one? What year is it? <laughs> it's January 2021? It's, it's so screwed up. It's true. That's hilarious. Uh, Bitcoin don't care. Honey badger do not care. Flat All for right. a whole year, baby. Okay. Let's uh, let's take thirty seconds, starting from right uh, now. All right. You ready, Jeff? Okay, I'm ready. I got an interesting right. one. Okay, let's start All it right. off. You want to go first? Because there's no winners. So do you sure. want to go first? I'll go first. go first. I'll go first. Okay. And then I want to say All this right. is what I'm going to I'm going to throw this on you. So, well, actually, it doesn't matter for this episode. But the winner will also get to do the uh, sign-off for the show. So you got to come up with Ooh. a good sign-off, okay? Okay, I'll come up Should... with a good one for next week because I'm going to win. All right, here we <laughs> okay. go. Go ahead. So I went with a fun fun score of the price of one Bitcoin being $44,444.44. And we do use American dollars because Canadian dollars are useless. So yeah. I, I did at, at the beginning the of the day, yeah. all, all the prices are made up and nothing matters. But, <laughs> yeah, you know. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. We're very, exactly. very fond of that theory. Okay, what did you go for? I had forty one thousand two hundred ninety seven and six cents. Okay, you're right. starting off the season that. bullish again. Oh, yeah, crazy bullish! Sorry, man, but we're yeah, going to the mood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off. I hate that stupid saying so much. God, yeah. 
That's okay. just a fiat. That's a, that's a fiat saying. No one cares. Stupid people. All right, right on, right, man. Yeah. Good, uh, good first uh, episode. Hey, if this was, I think I've said, hey, if this is your first time listening quite a few times now, but if it was, we appreciate you. If you made it to the end of the show, uh, thank you so much, and consider sharing it with a friend if you got any value out of this. We'd love just to one friend. Just one friend. Let us talk to one of your. It's like Bitcoin. Just share. Just share Bitcoin or this podcast with one friend. That's all we ask. Yeah, I mean, it would be a good conversation starter. You know, maybe you haven't talked to your friends in a while. Maybe say, "Hey, you know about this Bitcoin thing? Here, listen to these idiots talk about it. That ought to get you involved." (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Orange pill them by accident. World's worst orange fillers. Okay, uh, if you want to find the rest of our shows, all of season one and season two, except for a few lost episodes, you can find those at whybitcoinpodcast.com or search why bitcoin question mark why space bitcoin two words right and then question mark in any of the given podcasting apps. We're in all True. of them. Uh, I think I did all of. Them. Oh, Twitter's. We have Twitter. Uh, well, I still have yeah. Twitter. My Twitter. If you'd like to follow me. I am at YBitcoinJ. I'm getting a little frisky, so I'm feeling like my uh, deletion is coming soon. I've been posting a lot of memes under Justin's tweets, and they're getting some good traction, so it feels good, man. But might get might get canceled Getting soon. those dopamine hits, bro. Yeah, baby. Well, it just feels like I'm doing my part to save Canada. You know, one meme at a time. Sure, sure, sure you are. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, what's your How Twitter many cows hand? you own? That's what you need to save Canada. Is you got to have your own... You know, dairy farm. That's what you got to do. That's what I do. And you can find me on Twitter at Bearded Hoddle. You know, sometimes he's sometimes he's on there. And together, okay, season three, we got to get rolling with this. Here we go. Ready? You start it. Why? Bitcoin under score. Okay, we're gonna be tweeting there. Season three. Let's uh, try and actually do stuff with that handle i think we're gonna i'm gonna focus on it all right we'll try we'll try (laughs) we'll try and with that anything else you want to say are you happy no it's all you take it out okay hey thanks so much welcome to the unhinged season three season opener and as you go on your days remember to always why ask yourself think why ask what when you could ask why what okay good